0: Training the Complete Athlete, gaining the performance edge with Coach Koss. To find out more, go to trainthecompleteathlete.com. So today I would love to welcome uh, Tony Overstake. He is with the University of Oregon FCA branch, and for you that don't know what FCA is, it's Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and there are branches all over the country. They're on high school, middle school, and college campuses. And I know for me, I wasn't involved with FCA until later on as an adult, and that's one of the biggest regrets I have during my college experience is to not be a part of that. But Tony has actually been involved with FCA for 17 years, seven at U of O, and he started um, uh, U of O's FCA branch when he was a senior. So he has been bleeding green and gold your whole life and also been living the FCA uh, FCA life your whole life. So I'm really excited to talk to you because lots of times when we think of uh, God and sports, it's not always a, a mix or it's always the Tim Tebow phenomenon. So I'm really excited to talk to you, Tony. So welcome.
1: Well, thank you. It's good to be here with you, Kaz. Excited to... Uh... Yeah, just have a conversation and talk through this.
0: Well, especially at, at times right now when, and when a lot of athletes are looking for answers and looking for some peace, this is a really important time for the faith journey to kind of be woken up or for kids to maybe look at starting a faith journey. So you've been working with collegiate athletes primarily. So what have you seen has been some of the biggest struggles with working with collegiate athletes and then getting on, t- on a faith journey?
1: Yeah, well – Being that I've been involved with a, well, I I was a wrestler at Oregon for five years as a, so a college athlete and then coached college wrestling and have been the chaplain at Oregon for 17 years. So I've been involved with college athletics for a long time. And really, I would say the deepest struggles that with the athletes and the coaches I work with is uh, money. It's that college athletics is big, big, big business. And, you know, in the 22 years I've been involved at Oregon, it's only gotten bigger and, as the, the brand has spread, there's more money involved. And with that comes more pressure and more, more temptation or more, more pressure to really define yourself by how you perform as an athlete. And really it starts at the top and, and it's not personal purposeful. There's a lot of great people involved with college athletics and a lot of great coaches, a lot of great administrators. Um, but, uh, there's a bottom line and there's a there's bills that have to be paid, and um, and that comes through the performance of 18-year-olds at 20, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21-year-olds um, and how they perform out on a court or a field or whatever it may be. And with that pressure comes that just that deep temptation to define yourself by how many points you put up, how many fans are screaming your name, um, what national titles you're winning your, your win and loss record. And really all that can do is lie to you because it, it doesn't, it doesn't give you any value. It doesn't make you more valuable in, in this, it does in this world, but in God's eyes, it doesn't make you any more valuable than anybody else in this world. And deep down in our hearts and our souls, what really matters. I think we, we all know that. And we learn and when we have to learn it the hard way, it, uh, it has a tendency to break people. And I've seen it over and over again.
0: Well, and that's, one of the things that's kind of interesting is at this level, the level of anxiety and pressure is so extreme. I, I keep hearing that from high-level college coaches, and it seems instead of leaning on your faith, which is probably the best thing that could get you through this pressure, they pull away from it, and they look for other things to, to get them through that pressure instead of their faith. And I see that with, with student-athletes all the time. And at, like you say, at the higher level, it's about performance more than just the overall college experience. And lots of athletes don't understand that until they get
1: into that. Correct? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, I think you you nailed it there. And the the temptation is to say that you know, and you're right. Like the level of anxiety, especially over the last, I would say seven eight years, is off the charts. And um, you know, there's still a lot of depression and things involved. But it seems like every athlete that I'm sitting down in, and every coach that I'm talking to. Is talking about the athletes and just how they're just trying to keep them afloat, and that the the anxiety is so overwhelming. And when this happens, the temptation is to think, well, if I can just get to this level, if I can just achieve this, if I can just make the starting lineup, if I can just get that scholarship, if I can just become an all-American, then it'll go away. But the problem is, is it doesn't change about change anything that's going on inside. And that's where the emptiness is coming from. And that's where the fear and the anxiety is coming from. Um, so instead of pressing into to God and pressing into our faith when we hit these times, because they, they, they hit us all. That pressure hits us all that any of us that have competed at any level know that knows that, Hey, we want to go out and perform, right? We don't want to just go out and look like an idiot out on a, on the field. We want to go out and perform. Um, so we feel it in some sense, but instead of pressing into God, who can truly tell us who, uh, who we are and can truly tell us our value we, we say if I can only if I can only get to this spot if I can only get to that spot and once we achieve it it's the next thing and it's the next thing and the next thing and, and we soon learn that there is no spot that we reach in this world there's no achievements there's no accomplishments that actually can tell us who we truly are and help us find that that deep peace and that deep confidence in who God made us to be.
0: Well, it's interesting when you say the higher level of performing, uh, the more you win. Everybody thinks it's easy. I I win a national championship. Life's going to get simple. And the reality is it actually gets more difficult. There's a bigger target on your back. And I always watch the College World Series for softball at the end of every year. And I'm always like, whoa, that would be an amazing feeling. And then reality makes me go and in two days, they have to start recruiting all over again. They get to celebrate for a day, and they have to start all over. And so I know for me, the more I won, the more pressure. My friends that have won national championships, they seem to be more you know, at odds with, it, with being a coach than relieved. And so that's the thing is it's that, that pressure is always going to be there instead of disappearing. And I, and I don't think people talk about that, that the target just gets bigger and the expectations just get higher
1: right? Yeah. The greatest example of this was the year that we went to the national championship when we, we ended up losing to Auburn in the, the championship game. But I remember after we beat Oregon state and we were, we had got on the bus and we were back in Eugene and some of the coaches and, and I went out with some of the coaches to get some food afterwards and have a couple of drinks. And we we're, we we're sitting around and there was a coach that I was pretty close with. that was a believer. I knew he loved the Lord. And um, I just went up to him and I asked him what what are you feeling right now? How what what's going on? Is, you know, that obviously we're all excited. We're going to the to the college world or the college playoffs and I just remember like what's going on inside. And he told me something that was really profound and I think it's it's not just him. I've heard it over and over again, but it was this idea that it was more of a sense of relief than it was a sense of of, of accomplishment or a sense of excitement. And I think it really shows the pressure that these coaches and these athletes carry around in them, that when they do get to that level, when they do make that achievement, when they do move forward, that it's more of a sense of relief that the pressure's off for a second than it is a sense of accomplishment.
0: Well, and one of the things as a coach I know, we always feel if we can control everything, success is going to follow, right? And I, I remember very distinctly being at Northwest Christian, ironically, and looking at one of my hitters going, I am a fool, as a coach, I am a fool because I think I can control the outcome of whatever an 18-year-old is going to do. That's ridiculous, right? And I think at that moment, I was like, God's got control of it. I can teach as much as I can, and I have to let things go. And honestly, that was the most successful season we ever had when I just said, I'm going to trust that we've taught them. We taught. We trusted they built a relationship, and God's going to step in and take over. And that was our best, best season, and, and that was kind of a, holy smokes. Coaches can't control everything. We're, we're dealing with kids here, right? And so the pressure we put on ourselves it, it, it tries to take us to a place that is just unreachable, right?
1: Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so. and it's uh, you know it's not just kids. It's it's humanity. Like when we become cogs in a wheel in a system that that has to pay the bills, and we feel that pressure, like nobody performs that well. And it's when we get to experience freedom, you know, and that. Uh, college athletics is great. I don't want to by any means in this conversation, paint a picture of like the athletics in general, that there's an evil in it, but it's that everything that surrounds it, that put, that makes people a, a piece, a chess piece, you know, a part of the, the system. Um, and that's where we begin to feel pressure and nobody performs well under that. And it's honestly, when we, when we get to experience that freedom, to just go out and to compete and to just go out and live it's the same in life when we experience the the freedom that god offers us in our faith that we when we understand the freedom of grace and that um we just get to go live you know and in that freedom that's when we truly become a picture of of god and truly become a picture of jesus is when we live in that freedom and it's the same when we perform in it just like you were talking about with your athletes like the best season you ever had is when you were able to like give your athletes the freedom to go out and just play the game and just go take big hacks and make mistakes and get after it.
0: Well, and I think, I think that's one of the most important things because I think college athletics is one of the greatest things ever. And I will tell kids it's hard and difficult and challenging. And then I always finish with, but it's the greatest thing ever. I, I wouldn't change my experience for anything, but one of the, one of the things that you and I had talked about a couple years ago was, was playing in freedom. And that, that thought has stuck in my head, probably, you know, I think about it every couple of days and think, I wish I would have looked at the game that way and played in the, you know, in God's freedom. And I, cho- I totally did not. And I think if we can give that to athletes to play in freedom, their outlook on the game is going to be completely different. And they can go back to just being kids that are playing a game and having fun, you know, and that's when the best performance really does come, come through for sure. So kind of changing directions a little bit, you know, you live in a, in a interesting part of the country, or we live in an interesting part of the country that it's, it's a very unchurched is what they call it. Um, you know, I live very close to Portland and they say it's the most unchurched city, um, in the country. And so do you find for athletes, it's hard for them to even talk about faith, to admit that they're believers? Do you ever run into that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting question. Um, in fact, it, when I go back to when I was in college, I believe for Lane County, which is the county that Eugene is in, that the 33% of the county was churched and that it was the most unchurched county in the nation. I don't know what it is now. And I don't know um, if it's still the least churched county in the nation. Um, so there's always this perception of like the darkness of Eugene and the darkness of of Lane County. Um, and And there's some truth to that. And there's... There's definitely a um, overreaction to faith, to conservative faith, that um, makes it difficult for some athletes to to be open, athletes and coaches to be open about who they are. But the thing that I've I've found in living Eugene for so long, and working on a liberal campus for so long, is that people aren't necessarily opposed to to faith, and certainly aren't opposed to Jesus when. The the um, I don't want to make this political, but when we when we remove our our conservative bend and our conservative values and our you know everything else that surrounds Christianity and surrounds the faith, and when we're able to just come at it from who Jesus is and the life that He offers us, and we do it in a uh, not a a way that we're coming in and we're trying to to perform our, or to share our agenda, but just in the the freedom that Christ offers us and the joy and the peace and the, that Jesus said, I have come to give you life and to give it abundantly. And it's not about this far off, you know, afterlife that we're trying to get people into this afterlife, but it's a right now about right now. And that our heart is that people would experience Jesus in his life right now. And that, um, that he, he has the, the The truth about us and when we come at it from that it's it catches people off guard in the sense of like most of the people that are so opposed to this um conservative understanding of christian christianity have never actually encountered jesus have never actually been shown or um been given a a true image of who jesus was and what he had to say and that that it's, it's not offensive and that it's not uh political. And it's not about conservative morality primarily, but it's about a life lived in peace and joy and contentment and, and truly knowing who you are in Jesus. And I've, I mean, at least in my experience of being in Eugene now for 22 years, I've found that uh, there's very few people that find that offensive.
0: I, I truly agree with you when it gets down to the root of what being a Christian is, I think that's when the best conversations come up. I, you know, I went to I went to school in a very conservative city, uh, in Salt Lake City, and there was a whole different faith culture there. Um, and so, when people could get down to the root of of the core belief, is when people, as I say, when the agenda disappeared, is when I think people could could fully listen. So, kind of leading into that, what are some of the best things you've seen, or some of maybe the biggest struggles you've seen with kids? You know, finding their faith or holding on to it, even uh, when they go to school, because one of the big uh, transition times in life is college, and it's it's a big time when people start questioning: Do I really believe the stuff that my parents did, or that I grew up in? So, what what are some of the best things, and what are some maybe the hardest things you've seen?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say one thing that comes to mind is uh, one of the blessings about going to school at the University of Oregon is it's very different than going moving to the Midwest to the Bible belt and going to to school and a place where everybody goes to church. And that when you move to Eugene or you're part of the the church culture in Eugene um, or part of FCA at the university of Oregon, like you, you truly have to make a choice to follow God that it's hard to ride the fence. You're going to get pulled off the fence one direction or the other. And you truly have to make that choice. So um, although maybe a little bit more difficult to, uh, to, to be a part of that community um, there's a lot of growth that happens and there's not a whole lot of, you know, what we would call fence sitting that happens in the the church community in Eugene or the FCA community in Eugene, because you really have to make that commitment to follow God and to grow in it. And, and we both know that it's when we make that commitment, that's when the depth happens and the richness and the, what Jesus again calls the life abundantly, the peace and joy and, and contentment come and in in the strength that's found in him. So kind of a weird blessing there, but I would say that is truly one of the blessings of it happening there. And then what I love about it is being able, you know, I have the unique privilege to, to be embedded in this athletic department and to do life with these athletes and coaches and to see them come alive in the Lord and experience the freedom that we're talking about here. And then compete in that freedom, there's nothing awesome, uh, more awesome to watch of just like the finding peace and knowing who they are and then going out and competing in that. That they, they step out on a field not to prove who they are, but they, they step out there already knowing who they are that it's already been proven to them that that Jesus has already shown them that they are loved and they are valued and they don't have to earn their value in anything that they do. So they get to go out and compete in that freedom and it's just awesome to watch and it's awesome to see that the leadership that comes about in that because it is so unique within um, Division One college athletics um, and I love seeing it. So that that's, blesses me deeply and obviously it blesses them deeply of, to be able to to experience that and
0: I think that's so true in, in student-athletes finding their core identity instead of sports being their core identity. There's that genuine confidence that s- steps on the field with them instead of the, okay, my value will come at the end with based on results. And I think that freedom is one of the biggest things that leads to higher-level performance. You know, when you see very high-level athletes, yes, they're very talented, but they can step on the court or the field and know at the end of the day – Good or bad performance, they will recover and be able to do it again. And I think that is a freedom that very few athletes truly get to experience.
1: I always tell in our chapels, you know, every chapel I'm saying, like, what happens out there today on this field doesn't change in any way who you are. You step off the same person that you stepped on deep down and what really defines you, you step off the same person that you were when you stepped on that field.
0: So you were you were going to talk about some of the hardships that you see kiddos go through? Yeah, yeah. Tell me about that.
1: We've talked about the the pressure and the anxiety. Um, in fact, a couple years ago, well, we've had we've had a few of our athletes that have attempted to commit suicide just by dealing with the, the pressure and the anxiety. I mean, we could talk about the uh, uh, the the opioid crisis and you know just the what happens with athletes and the injuries and all of that. Um, so yeah there's so many struggles in that um, but at the same time, I mean we could go and we could paint this picture of the the hardships of college athletics and they're true and and there's a there's it's just a reality like it's big business and what that creates and the problems that it creates. but at the same time, like it forces these athletes to come face to face with this question, most of them because most of them don't end up achieving and this is athletes and coaches, what they set out to do, you know, whether it's injuries or whether it's uh, the not achieving goals, whether it's problems with coaches, you know, didn't get the opportunity, you know, most of them don't set out achieving what they set out to do. Um, And they have to come to this face to face with this point of this question of like, who am I really? And it happens, you know, oftentimes it's that sophomore, junior year, um, and it happens all the time and really asking this question. And this is where many of them turn to the Lord. You see a big difference between an 18 year old freshman that's coming in and a 20, 21 year old that, uh, has been in it a couple of years, been in the, the struggle. So, you know, we can talk about the struggles of it, but it's also like, that's life. That When we look at the scripture, like that's every page of the Bible, right? You know, is this idea of like the, the struggle draws us closer to God that, um, Consider it pure joy, brothers and sisters, when you face trials of all kinds, you know, because this tr- the trials are what draws us to God, that That this is where growth happens. And we get that as athletes, that, that in the trials, in the tribulations, in the tr- struggles, as we push our bodies through, through the pain and we bounce back from the losses, that's where we truly experience growth. So, you know, they are the struggles and they are painful and, and oftentimes they're not redeeming. But often that's, you know, that's what I'm telling our athletes of this is the point. The point is not to achieve, to get to this point where it's like, all right, I've made it. We never reach that point. The point is the grind. The point is the struggle um, and everything that we go through there.
0: Well, and that's one of the things that I, I loved as a coach was seeing kids come to campus as juniors you know, because they do start becoming that more confident adult version of themselves, and they're not ready to leave yet. They're still super invested, but they have this maturity about them. And some of the things that they used to think were true as a freshman couldn't be further from the truth. And now they're starting to see the things that are true values for them. And I, I, I think, I, I wish every kid knew that the blessing of college athletics is the grind. It is the grind, you know, and because... Once again, trophies are amazing, but what you become as a collegiate athlete is truly the reward that comes from the, the, the four or five years that you spend as, you know, competing. So if kids are coming in and they're looking to start a faith journey, I mean, you might have a kid walk in and go, I know I need something bigger. And for some reason, I ended up talking to you. What is some advice? I mean, you probably have had that happen saying, I just, I, I got to go somewhere what is some advice that you could that could help kids take that first step, or even if they're starting to pull away, that they can stay put and continue to grow in their faith?
1: Yeah, yeah, great question. And I would very strongly, well, in fact, at Oregon, um, two years ago, they asked us to start a mentor, a spiritual mentoring program. We've had a professional mentoring program for a long time, but they they asked me to kind of head up a spiritual mentoring program to where any of our athletes can now get connected with a, a spiritual mentor. And, you know, an athlete that's coming in, um, that is, you know, just thinking about this, this God thing and wants to learn about it or already has a faith and wants to, to grow in it. Like my number one advice is find a mentor, find somebody that's going to do life with you. Um, you know, and, and if they've been a college athlete and they have that, that background, and that experience—that's awesome. That's even better. But just finding somebody that's for the next two, three, four years, however long you're there, is gonna walk through it with you and be able to speak into your life, speak truth into your life from from the scripture, but also just be that outside eye, that perspective of uh, of you know the the bigger view. Because so often as athletes, I mean, cause you remember how it is—you get tunnel vision. You're so focused in on you know how I performed yesterday or what happened, or I just had surgery or, you know, my, whatever it may be, we get so focused in and having that perspective, having somebody that can speak into our lives, having that perspective is, is so big. So finding somebody that's going to walk through life and just be that mentor for you.
0: Well, and that's very true. I think back to my college days and all my mentors were coaches and it wasn't faith. It was profession in, in life to a degree. Um, I don't think I really looked at faith mentors maybe until I went to grad school and I was 30. Um, and that's another thing, like life is bigger than just business and competition. And to, to have somebody be able to, as I say, I think do life and be in, in uh, the battle with you is super duper important. Um, well, and a lot of people think they don't have the time or they don't need the help. And I could say you, you, you spend hours on your phone. So if you gave up one hour of your phone time playing whatever game it is, you could use that time to go and talk to somebody that could to, you know make life better for you.
1: Yep, amen. And I always put it this way. You know, we all know that uh, we can save a lot of time by being more organized, that by taking an hour and organizing our life and developing a plan for how we're going to approach a project or something else, we'll save a ton of time on the back end. And we'll pay off huge dividends. Well, it's the same with a mentor that, you know, we may feel like we have a ton of time, but when we have somebody that uh, an hour a week or an hour, a couple of weeks is speaking into our lives and, and sharing wisdom with us, that we can then take that wisdom into life and we save ourselves so much trouble and so much time through their experience, um and and just learning by mistakes that they've made in the past. Um, and just the the wisdom they have to share with us is so valuable and um, is irreplaceable, invaluable.
0: That's the thing I pray for every day: is wisdom, because it's some, it's something that doesn't matter how old you get, you need more of, and you can benefit. And uh, having other people surround you with it is even better, right? And so that's that's very important. So I know in that developmental stage of college, sometimes we think we're really wise, but um, you can always benefit from <laughs> from more wisdom. So uh, last thing I'm going to throw at you, and, and we talked really about what it is to be a student athlete, um, but the other side is, what is it, you know, what is it to be a coach that's a believer, but possibly is in a secular institution? You know, I, going to Utah, didn't seem like it was secular because it was a very religious state, but then I went to a, a private Christian school, um, and then it was interesting because then I coached high school for a little bit. And, uh, you know, it's, a, you kind of are on pins and needles. Like, should I talk about this? Am I going to get fired? Like wh- what are kind of the boundaries of that? So I think a lot of coaches just pull away.
1: I think that's a great question cause. And I think a lot of coaches have a lot more freedom than they realize within a public or even a private institution. When again, it's not pushing their agenda, that it's not pushing a religious agenda and, um, force feeding anybody, anything. But when it's coming from the context of of why they care and how they care for their athletes um, and, that they're at, and, and why they value their athletes. And that's my number one advice for coaches um, that right now at Oregon, we have the best group of coaches holistically um, in my 22 years there um, across the board, just phenomenal coaches that get the X's and O's of athletics and are phenomenal coaches on the field, but also understand that for their athletes to trust them, And for them to get the most out of their athletes, their athletes need to know that they care about them, that they're not just a cog in a wheel. So when we approach athletes that way, that, hey, we're in this together, I want the best for you. Um, And you earn their trust um, because they know that regardless of what happens out on a a field or a court, it's not going to change how you feel about them. And you do that from the perspective of your faith. There's a lot of freedom in that. And we have coaches now that do, are able to share bits and pieces of that within a very secular public university. Bits and pieces of that because it's not force feeding anybody their religious beliefs. It's it's showing their athletes that they are valued and that they that the coaches care about who they are and how they perform, but not because it's a business, but because they they care about them. And what and, and on the flip side of that, once they earn that trust and their athletes see that, that's when they can really challenge them and that's when they can hold them to that higher standard Um, because, again, they care. And letting them get away with not preparing the way that they know they need to or making decisions they know are detrimental to the team and to their success, letting them get away with that is not showing them that they care, but because they've earned that trust, that's when they can really challenge them and get on them and push them.
0: Well, and I, I totally agree. As, as I say, it is a scary place to be as a coach. But when the door opens, don't close it too quickly because a lot of kids are very, in, very interested in a need of somebody saying, "Hey, I can help you on this journey." I know for me, and I'm going to plug FCA because I guess I can. Um, but I know for me, when I I, I was sitting in a group of uh, student athletes in my leadership class, and I asked how many of them were interested in finding it, you know, and pursuing a relationship with God and getting involved with FCA and half the class raised their hand. And then I said, well, how many of you have teammates that are looking for something deeper and even more hands went up. And one of the things that I, I have seen in student athletes is the fear of what's going to happen if I walk in the door. And, and I would see kids show up at FCA and, then they would be there week after week after week. Kids that I would be shocked sometimes that would come in week after week after week. But I know that as all of us as human beings, we're always looking for something deeper and looking to have a closer relationship. And a lot of people just don't know that that can come being connected to God.
1: Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And a lot of people are worried about what is that What is that going to do to them as an athlete? Is it going to make me sauce? Is it gonna, you know, hurt my performance? And I think I, I always say like, love is the best motivator in this world. And it, and it's not this fluffy, like, silly kind of love. It's love that we see in Jesus. This love is a force of a life-changing, world-changing force. And when we compete in that force, and we're motivated by that force, and I think this is important for athletes and for coaches. Um, and this is what FCA is about: is that. Um, when we live and we compete in that force uh, and we're motivated by that, it's sustainable. It's not fear. And that's where most of our athletes are are competing out of, is this motivation of fear. And coaches are coaching out of this motivation of fear. And it's it may work every once in a while and it may you know get, get us fired up for a game or whatever else, but it's not sustainable. And truly, it's love that changes the world and we see it in Jesus and we see it in our athletes and we see it in FCA. It's all the same. Like when we come from that spot of love, um, it's sustainable and it's the, the greatest motivation, motivating force in this world.
0: Absolutely. Cause fear is just another word for anxiety and nobody won a gold medal when their anxiety was controlling their performance. I, I'm guessing Hussein Bolt never said, Oh my gosh, I hope this goes well. He just went and ran. Right. And that's, I mean, That plus talent, you know, leads to to, uh, world-class performances. So, Tony, thank you so much. As I say, this is always, I want to say, kind of a difficult topic, but such a valid one in, in the world of athletics. And it's great for you to be able to give some guidance to kids that are either searching or looking how they can take their faith maybe to the next step and have it support their performance as they go through college and then transition into the, into the real world. So I greatly appreciate your time. Um, I think this is going to give a lot of great insight to student athletes and coaches uh, across the country, and uh, so I, I greatly appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Cos. This is a lot of fun.
0: If you are a coach or an administrator and want Coach Kaz to meet with you or your team, you can contact me at www.trainingthecompleteathlete.com.